All right, everybody, welcome back to the Toe Jam Disc Golf Podcast. I am here with one of my bosses, Armando of Dream Space Disc Golf. First off, this guy is unreal player and an unreal boss. He is one of the most caring people that I have met in my life recently because the only, one of the reasons I joined Dream Space was because of the phone call we had. He reached out after he saw my application. We had like a 20-minute conversation, and that's what sold me. Um, so I only do things for people that I, I believe in. And through that conversation, I kind of, we had some mutual interests, obviously being disc golf, but yeah, we also sure. grew up in the same area. Long story short, the man, the myth, the legend, Armando Villanueva is here. You better keep your name. You better, you better remember his name because this man <laughs> is climbing up in California. What's up everybody. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, he's over-exaggerating a little bit. I mean, no, I'm not. I, I do humble myself a little bit. I am I am a pretty nice guy. But uh, when it came down to actually picking the team, uh, we had an insane amount of applicants. We had, you know, a decent amount. I think it was 70 over applicants that we had. And uh, I didn't know that. To, yeah, we had to pick out, of you know, a decent amount of people. And when it came down to everything, I split it between 50-50 between myself and my partner. So I didn't really get to look over all the applications, but when we did pick down our uh, 15 that we have now, I personally called each and every single one of them just to kind of give them, you know, a congratulations and just kind of walk them through over everything, get to know them. They can get to know me, kind of hear what dream space is actually like for, like what we're trying to do here at this company and really just see if we're all on the same page because like I said to uh, Joe, if he, if there was a company that can kind of do something that we can't and that can offer them something, you know, better by all means, like I know what it's like to be, you know, a disc golfer looking for their first sponsor or even having multiple sponsorships already trying to balance, you know, okay, can I do this? Can I do that with this company? And, you know, it is stressful. So I try to make it as easy as possible for my team and for anybody who's interested in the, in the company themselves to try and, you know, really express themselves in here. Absolutely. Can I ask you, I don't even know who the other person, who's the other partner. Can you reveal that? Yeah. Yeah. His name's Ernesto. Uh, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he is actually one of my family members, and uh, we've kind of been really close our entire lives, and we decided to go into business with each other uh, and create, you know, an LLC, and this is just one of the businesses that uh, we're actually starting. Uh, He's been a huge supporter of mine in my entire disc golf career. Uh, He also lives down in San Diego, uh, and we actually travel a lot. And he caddies for me and he's always been there in terms of trying to push me to better myself and, you know, improve everything. So we, this is just one of our adventures and it's just kind of pushing everything, you know, forward. That's awesome. Create something big. That's awesome. So what, what made you, well, first off, okay. As a team player. So a lot of the players, I would say, am I wrong? They're all over the place. Like there's Drake in San Diego. um, But I met probably what, three or four this weekend um, down at uh, Billy Go Classic. So this weekend would have been like three, I think it was the fifth is the tournament. Yeah. Um, we went to play the Billy Goat Classic in Bakersfield, beautiful Bakersfield, California, Hart Park. 
Um, and I met three or four teammates. It was pretty awesome. They were easy to talk to. It felt like we were already part of this family kind of thing. And I had just met them once. And so it was pretty cool um, to meet them. So I thoroughly enjoy being on the team, especially because of the people. But yeah, we have a we have a decent amount of people all over, really. Uh, I mean, they really concentrate here in California, and we have people all the way from you know uh, Sacramento uh, all the way down to, like you said, Southern California, San, uh, uh, San Diego, where you're at Ventura or Camarillo, and then we have some on the coast as well in Monterey, yeah. and then we even have some people all the way in uh, Texas and uh, Wisconsin, and yeah, we have we That's have crazy. some people from all over it's cool so what made you want to start your own company um that was actually a really good question what made me want to start was i mean we can always go for what i wanted to do because i've always been trying to push myself and build something great so that's kind of what pushed us to create the llc and kind of start our own businesses and you know it just seemed kind of right that I create a disc golf company. So one thing I saw was a bunch of people were starting with discs and, you know, creating new discs like AGL and, you know, all these other little small disc disc, uh, companies that, you know, are making new molds. And I saw them and I'm like, well, that's one option I can do. And one thing that I really pride myself on is my appearance when I do play. Because I kind of had this kind of mantra, I guess you can say, that I said to myself every now and then was look good, feel good, uh, play good. And it was kind of just a, a way to reassure my confidence that, you know, as if I look good on the, on the course, if I'm wearing like something I feel really confident in, then that'll transfer over to my game, which I already feel confident in my game enough, but backed up with that confidence, you know, I can, I can feel, I start to feel myself a little bit, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, you know, in, in the end result, you kind of start to, you know, see the results kind of transfer over through all that. So that's kind of why I stuck with apparel. And I mean, we're, we're still really small. We're still, you know, building our following and kind of our products. And one of my goals is to try and establish a, a, an apparel company that kind of elevates what we're wearing on, on the course. I mean, we're going to have stuff for everyone, whether you're a touring pro or, you know, just an average disc golfer just playing a casual round. You know, a lot of our stuff you can even wear just doing, you know, daily chores, daily, you know, errands and stuff like that. I would definitely say, like, Armando is the best dressed on the course. I played on his card the second round, and uh, of this tournament, and he showed up in, what are they called? No Bill? No Bull? What's the shoes? uh, yeah, the shoes that I'm currently wearing this year are uh, are a company called No Bull. They're uh, yeah. actually a, a CrossFit slash weight training type of company, and the shoes that I wear are designed actually for uh, powerlifting. So oh. they're they're meant to grip on you know uh, concrete and you know rubber mats stuff like that. So they I haven't fresh. had any issues with them yet, and they always come in amazing designs. So they are fresh as heck. That's all I will say. They, they're pretty fly. And then plus he had these black pants, his dream space hoodie, which there's not many uh, jerseys that stood out this last weekend other than 
those dream space polos. So those definitely stood out a lot more. Um, but I definitely, uh, I definitely think you win the best dressed award. I don't know. Austin Spradley usually gives me a good, uh, good run for my money. 90% really? of the time. Same with Donovan. Donovan, I was, Donovan I was did look to, good. Donovan's starting to look really good too. So we got some people on our team that, uh, they can give me a run for their money, not only well-dressed, but on the course as well. I think That's Donovan true. tore it up this past weekend and kind of put me to shame a little bit, but you know, it's, it's all love and and you know i'm glad to see people are like starting to express themselves and not only with some of the dream space stuff but just starting to see the colors that you know are starting to pop out and people are really starting to recognize like hey you know you can wear whatever you want out here absolutely i'm super excited uh um for the first i will say like tournament pants um other than the joggers that come out i don't know if that's in the works or anything but I'm super pumped because I was having a little bit of a wardrobe malfunction this weekend that I wasn't, was not happy. So um, I was not wearing dream space stuff. Don't worry. It was some weird cheap (laughs) pants. I will never be wearing those in a disc golf tournament again after what I experienced. So um, that was half of the battle that I realized at the end of the tournament. It's like, I am very uncomfortable right now. And this is not good. Um, Yeah, that is one thing that we kind of, me and my partner are working on. Uh, we're trying to actually find a way to, you know, kind of build our own products that kind of specialize towards or gear a little bit more towards disc golfers, uh, you know, shorts, pants, polos, you know, something a little bit different that kind of, you know, elevates everybody's game a little bit and kind of complements it as well. Absolutely. So when you look at this company, you're almost, well, when did you start it? You started near like what, November officially? I mean, the, the, no, officially, officially, I actually, the company launched on the first of this year. Okay. So then so, you're three months in. What are some of the one-year goals you can share with us? You don't have to share like monetary ones necessarily, but just some goals you're willing to share. Uh, some of the goals that, you know, I've been really working on lately uh, was trying to, you know, just get our name out there. That's, that's really all it is. This, this first year, I think, is a really good, like, tester year, I guess you could say, uh, to try and feel out where we're at, like, what is working, what isn't going to work, and, like, what niches we can kind of try and push ourselves in, in terms of, you know, are we going to go with polos? Are we going to go with more casual wear? You know, it just depends on kind of how we're you know, feeling everything out this year. Like testing the market, seeing where you yeah. guys fit in in this overall sense of the market, you know, are you on the competition side where making athletic wear versus casually or doing both? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. We're trying to see which uh, which avenue we kind of want to like focus a lot of our Absolutely. time and, and efforts in. And then um, on besides the, uh, the actual apparel itself, we're actually starting to run tournaments i got my certification done so i really want to try and bring more tournaments to the central valley just because that's where we're from and uh i really want to try and elevate the tournament like feel and kind of open it up for everyone so i mean you hear a lot while you're on tour or playing at all these tournaments on what players kind of want or like are looking for in terms of tournaments uh whether it's you know 
players packs, cool trophies, you know, an elite course that, you know, tests your, your skill, or if it's just something that people just want to just have a good time. Uh, we really are trying to make events that or hold events that really kind of appease everyone, I guess you can say that kind of apply to everyone's, you know, games and trying to even the playing field with having the same amount of MPO players to FPO and kind of trying to make a balance with everyone. Just because, you know, I don't see why we can't all be equal in this sport. Like there is no difference between you and I, even though, you know, obviously you said there's a, there's a skill difference there but when we played together on this past weekend you know I treated you just the way I treat anybody else in this sport and that's how it should be this sport is for the people by the people and that's how it should be absolutely in my opinion absolutely absolutely um I definitely that's something that when I started my podcast that was the thing was I'd said I'm not doing this because I want to make a name for myself I'm doing this because there's people out there who don't realize the awesome things they're doing for this sport. And if I could be one person, one of many who could probably share this story, maybe in hopes that this isn't getting heard about, well, I can be the first to talk about it, or I can be one of a few to talk about it. It doesn't matter about me being the cracking news, right. Or the, you know, the first one to get it just sharing something that I think is awesome is good enough and is better than not sharing it at all for this game. So that's, exactly. you know, exactly. The reason if you're why. passionate about it. If you're passionate about it, like why not pursue it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So when we look ahead, um, what do we look actually, sorry, hold on, scratch that idea. I have a better question. I wanted to ask you this when you were looking at sponsors or people to sponsor, was there an amount in your head that you guys had to adjust? Um, so you said that there was like over 70 applicants. What were like some of the qualifying things? Don't talk about um, anybody specific, just generic things. Uh, so one of the things that we really like looked at was, you know, obviously we went through and we kind of looked at everyone's following and, and, you know, all that stuff. And we did make some decisions based off of that, but, that wasn't really what I wanted to pick the team from. The one thing that I really wanted in terms of our team was character. Like if, if you could be the best person in disc golf, but, and you can be applying for my team, but if you are going to be, you know, kind of pretentious and not be willing to talk to people and just elevate the sport and kind of invite people in, if you're just going to be, oh, I'm just about myself for myself and that's it, that wasn't what I was looking for. So I really wanted people that, you know, were well-rounded, that kind of express the same energy that I kind of am putting forward myself. As long as you matched kind of the vibe and the energy that I thought the team should be pushing and emitting out, then, you know, it was something that I really considered. So, I mean, I really, when it came to the people that I kind of looked over their applications, I really took time and like kind of really try to understand how they answered the questions and see what type of emotion or what type of dedication they had to the sport. And, you know, if 
I saw that they were, you know, pushing themselves, even if they were, you know, 900 minus or lower than 900 rated, or, you know, weren't, you know, a big name pro or someone who tours, like you could honestly play every weekend, but if you're that type of person that is just wholehearted and willing to put in the work, then, you know, I felt like I could take a chance on them. That's awesome. Were there any uh, big name pros who applied that you guys said uh, not, you don't have to say, don't give a name. I, I'm not about. I wish, I wish there were like, like big, big names that I can kind of like be like, Hey, they applied for this, this team. Yeah. But as of right now, uh, no, there was no really big, big names. Okay. But I mean, the people that we do have on here, like Mikey uh, Sabert, I mean, he plays 30 plus tournaments a year, oh. travel all over the Midwest. There, so there are definitely people on this team like Austin and Donovan and yourself. I mean, they're all legit players. Um, so that's that's definitely not to go uncounted for. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully with our performance this year, I mean, I am more than happy uh, with how the team has been performing. Yeah. It's been insane. Well, um, first off, all over. Like exactly. I think we I think we've played in. Or as a team, I think we have played in, I think, three or four Pro Tour events already. And, you know, we've on average been playing in B tiers, A tiers, you know, nothing really small. And even the people that aren't really as serious in uh, like touring or playing in tournaments or let's say they don't have time to. Even they've been, you know, killing it on social media and posting about, you know, all of the gear that they've been getting or all the monthlies that they've been playing in. And I think our team already has three wins on the season so far, just in the first three months. So it's it's amazing with, yeah. with what our team well, has been doing and what they're capable of. Let's talk about this. We can brag a little bit. Elise, did she end up shooting what? She shot, she placed 10th, right? Yeah. At the Memorial. Yeah, at least, at least ended up. I think it was actually ninth, right? Yeah, I didn't check. She, I didn't she check. Shot amazing, and she's been one of the people who've been really killing it. She's been traveling everywhere, and really just representing for us. She's sponsored by you know Discraft as well, and you know our. Dustin Johnson has been doing an amazing job too, traveling a lot. Yeah. He took down the Otter Open. Um, Austin, uh, he took down the Am Wintertime Open as well in Pasadena. And, and then Jaden shot the hot round, one of the hot rounds for yeah. first round of Memorial was tied for fourth out yeah, of an insane amount of people. With, I think like five or six other people. Yeah. Like, and that that is something that... That's unreal. And then still yeah, finished it's, strong. It's still crazy. And I mean, especially for him, like he's he just started going on tour with Alex Lyon. He's another good good uh good friend of mine, and they've been kind of just playing everywhere that they can possibly you know go, and they've been they've been tearing it up. Everyone on the team has been playing very solid, and you know I just love the dedication and and everything that they've been giving. I think what we should do is uh, I don't know how we could do this. We have to give an estimate maybe, but people should log we should do like a spreadsheet or a form and they log the tournaments that they're playing in they don't have to do finishes but just the miles they drove to these tournaments like the total miles dream space athletes um went to tournaments whether that's you know i guess we should define it like tournaments and then like 
unsanctioned, you know, monthlies and things like that if we wanted to really do it. So then Mm -hmm. it's like we traveled this amount of miles um, and spread the game across, you know, that array. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. And it's hard, another though. thing that another thing that I, I really like is Austin is actually thinking about going on tour here. Uh, I think it's starting soon. I think he's going to start at OTB Open, and then he's going to go on tour from there. And uh, I'm going to try and help him out as much as I can in terms of like giving him, you know, swag to try and sell to kind of fund his tour a little bit or support him in any way I possibly can. Uh, but another thing that he really wants to do is actually do clinics and, and things like that while he's on the road to try and, you know, not only spread the, you know, love of disc golf and try and teach people, but, yeah. you know, try and build that community a little bit more too. And I think that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's what I've noticed a lot. Um, a lot of the team members we have, uh, they, they do more than just compete. They educate. I mean, you taught a class uh, at Fresno City College, right? A few weeks yeah. ago. And I actually just, got an email yesterday about teaching a class down in here in Camarillo, which is pretty cool. And also, um, in talks with the parks board district, they have their meeting next week about getting a course down here. So if you ever, uh, are curious in Camarillo where this is going to be listeners, um, look at my live video posted on March 7th, 2022 on my Instagram. You can see a little bit of the park. It's just a very small corner of it. Um, but yeah, so I think it was really cool. There's a lot of good things going on and off the course in many different ways with DreamSpace. One thing I wanted to bring to this conversation was a hot take. I think that's what I like to pride. Apparently, that's what my my listeners, my viewers, you all, my fans love. And I am in the middle of this big, big, big debate with a lot of people. So Armando. Armando has pro power, obviously. Has an insane his forearm guys his or forearm his forehand is just unreal that's i will 100% put him in out of the players i've seen top 5 forehands i have seen in the last 2 years that's fair i think that's very fair i don't go and watch a lot of pro tournaments so just putting that out there but people i've played with i play a lot of um open events around here in my area uh you know, legendary guys like Mike Byrne, um, SoCal legend of disc golf, guys like that, right? So I'm putting it in the category of smoothest forehands I've seen. The big controversy. What? I said I appreciate that. Absolutely. And I'm not even just buttering you up because you're my boss. Um, (laughs) I, the biggest controversy I'm in right now is, do you think the average disc golf player I'm not talking about average being amateur. I'm just talking about average just across the board. Do you actually think disc golfers know the difference between a disc flipping and a disc standing up? Do you think that they also understand what they're doing to make that happen? An example, a lot of players I know on social media in real life think that they flipped a disc when they released it on this massive Anheuser without knowing, or they pulled it, or they just released really late. So there's a few different ways that can happen. And they immediately go, oh, my disc flipped. And it's not the crutch excuse, right? You know, that you lean on when you're having a bad round. It's because they genuinely actually think they did that. So the question is, do you think that 
people know the difference between a disc standing up and a disc flipping over. Okay. So when it comes to that topic, it's very circumstantial, I guess you can say, because in my opinion, there are very few like players that actually dedicate the time to really study their form, whether that be you know, hours of footage that they're going over of them, you know, throwing or actually slowing down their entire, like, movement and actually understanding exactly how their fundamentals go. And I mean, I, I'm guilty of this as well. I do a lot of field work and I do a lot of, of footage, but, you know, there are times where, you know, I don't play for a week or I don't get any practice in. So I understand that, there are people who are do put in that extra time and that effort who know exactly what is going on with their form when they throw. But on average, in my opinion, I have to say, I don't think a lot of people understand that. Just because I'm in the same boat, I have seen um, a good amount of people say that they did release it on Heiser, which I'm, like I said, I'm guilty of this as well. Donovan calls me out all the time on it. So... I, I mean, even with me, I can say I release things on Heiser when I end up turning it over or just standing up at the end of my my pull through and it just, you know, turns into a flat shot slash Annie. And I think I released it on Heiser and I end up flipping it out. So yeah. it's, it's a, like I said, it's very circumstantial. If those players are people that are dedicating a lot of time to really the fundamentals of disc golf in your form, then you know, I'd say yes, 100%. They know exactly what, what they're, um, what they're talking about. And I, and I agree with you. I think it's circumstantial. Every player has different ways of doing things. I think you would say the same thing about like, you know, how you do things is different how than I do things. And you saw that first firsthand experience this weekend. I mean, we all have the same goal, which is to throw the disc the best as possible for us. Right. But when I hear people, I've heard this before. I got my Firebird to stand up or flip, or sorry, I got my Firebird to flip up today. I said, did you really? I didn't, I don't say that publicly, but in my yeah. head, I'm, I'm like, oh, wow. And in my head, I'm like, what kind of wind were you throwing in? And uh, are you sure that's not a misprint? <laughs> because are you sure that's Firebird? <laughs> uh, but that's in my head. That's in my head. I always b- try to believe people and especially publicly. That's who I am. I'm not going to obviously call everybody out on everything, but it's yeah. just interesting. I'm like, I, I'm like, tell me one person who in this area, you know, can flip a firebird up. There's not many. Right. And I'm just saying a firebird as a disc that most amateurs can't really use to its maximum capacity. Pro players, different story, way different story. Um, like legit pros. There's a difference, right? There's your like local pros. And then there's, you know, top tier pros. Um, and I think there's a difference, not in necessarily in those two, but mm-hmm. we'll put like, you know, Heinbergs, people who rip, they'll make yeah. a disc do something that we not, not mean, many people can do. You don't even have to compare it that, that far. Yeah. I mean, just look at somebody like myself and Austin Spradlin. Yeah. Like on average, in terms of our backhands, he has me by at least a hundred feet, at least on average, a hundred yeah. feet of distance. And what is stable for myself, like what I consider too stable to even really consider putting in my bag is something that will probably flip up for him. Yeah. Like Heinberg destroyers. I've only, I've thrown those, I think for a month 
And I was like, yeah, not even going to keep these in yeah. my bag. Like, I don't really even see a need to have these. And that's one of his, you know, big bomber discs. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. It's, it's just the difference. In yeah. That. And there's, and there's so many variables. I mean, hand size is a big one, right? You know, um, spin rates, power, body size is a big one in the sense of like taller people are going to throw farther generally with correct form than most short people not with the proper training and everything, but just on average, at, if you, everybody started on the same day, chances are taller people are going to throw a little farther than shorter people. It's That's just, fair. I think just based off of length, it's the same thing of like baseball, you know, Randy Johnson had this immaculate form, but he also had that whip. It looked effortless because he had that extra length on his arms and height mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So just beyond that. This helps answer my question. And it's not, I did not turn to this man to get an answer like mine. I just, it's been bugging me all week. And like I said, there's so many different variables, but I really do believe that not many players know the difference between their disc flipping and their disc standing up. Your disc flips if it's a roadrunner. Your disc flips if it's a mamba. A lot of people can do that. People know the difference whether their disc flips or not. I just don't think that people understand the fundamentals that are going into that happening in their shot that's also true yeah everyone everyone knows what what a what a disc flipping up looks like everyone knows what you know how or like what it actually looks like what the flight you know looks like but no one really understands the fundamentals and how you know everything the energy transfer and all that goes into that shot to make that disc do what it does exactly it's unless you actually put in the time and exactly and i guess it's like it's all subjective to who's watching i mean some people it's the same conversation as what do you define as parked 15 feet or five feet you know or eight feet right like parked i feel like i'm not parking out of a parking spot eight feet away you know i'm parking right in it i'm parking and getting cozy you know um so that's kind of you know the same type of conversation so it's based off of everybody else's different definition but there's so many ways in disc golf that we could talk about that too i mean flight ratings all these things okay well armando tell the people tell the people how we can support you i mean you guys have been doing an amazing job so far i i feel overwhelmed with the disc golf community in terms of the support that i've gotten just in my local community and just all over california uh, I mean, obviously, if you want some swag, go get some swag. But I mean, other than that, all the love and support and everything, just you guys talking about me and my company alone is is more than I can ever ask for. So it's it's nice to see that the relationships that I've built in this community and just, you know, all over uh, are really starting to to show a little bit more and kind of, you know, everyone has only positive things to say about the company, even when, you know, there are little, you know, mess ups or something like that, when it's like, let's say there's an order or something like that, there's only positive feedback on how we can improve. And that's one thing that we, we do pride ourselves in. I, I personally, you know, try and contact anybody who's ordered anything or anybody who has you know seen a product or is looking at a product that I'm wearing like what is your opinion on this give me some feedback so I can hear what you think about our products and how we can improve on everything yeah no I think I think that's it's been it's been it's been one one amazing journey so far that's awesome 
Well, you heard it here first, folks. You can go to dreamspacedgc.com, as I'm looking at it on my left side of the screen. Go and buy some sweet apparel and make sure, make sure that you get the hats and the hoodies and the shirts because those are so flipping comfortable, folks. Yeah, yeah, they look, and and I can attest to these uh, performance hoodies. They feel amazing. They're comfortable. They're soft. And, you know, I'm definitely going to be rocking this a lot more. Absolutely. So you heard it here. Go to dreamspacedgc.com. Go buy yourself some sweet apparel. Follow him on Instagram, Dreamspace. Is it Dreamspace Disc Golf on Instagram? I'm pretty I, I sure. I think it's Dreamspace DGC. Yeah, think, I'll, yeah I'll make sure I put it. I'll make sure to put it in my Instagram post, uh, in these uh, these video notes or episode notes. And yeah, everybody just go support an amazing guy doing amazing things. And I'm not just saying it because he's my boss. Because he's a good <laughs> guy. Well, thank you, Armando. It's definitely not the last time that you're going to be on this uh, this podcast. But thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for the pleasure. Absolutely. See you guys.